win. And I know what that means to you. It means the same thing to me. But it means something else. What is important now? We can't go to Omaha today. We're gonna be doing something to move us in that direction. And where we're at that day is the most important day. You stack up a lot of those days. And then you can start talking about Omaha, Nebraska and national championships. Welcome back to another edition of Tigers Win, the podcast where we pick the brains of LSU's great athletes and coaches to figure out how they win and how they're successful and how we can apply it to our lives. I am your host, as always, Cody Worsham, digital media reporter for LSU Athletics. Excited about today's show. If you're an LSU baseball fan, you're going to be excited as well. The Tigers, of course, are in the middle of fall baseball practice in their first year under head coach Jay Johnson, previous guest on Tigers Win. If you haven't seen that episode, go back and check it out. But on today's episode, we're going to catch up with three of Jay Johnson's key and critical players for his first season here in Baton Rouge. Gavin Dugas, Mikhail Hilliard, and Devin Fontenot. All three of those guys decided to bypass potential professional careers to come back for another season at LSU to play for Jay Johnson. And so I caught up with them this summer. This interview is from a couple of months ago. We did it on Twitter Spaces just to give you some insight into the audio quality. And I asked all three of those guys about their decisions, what their anticipations and expectations were for the season ahead. So as you're following fall baseball from your various social media platforms and at lsusports.net, wanted to give you a little conversation, a little context for what those guys expected coming into the fall. In the spirit of content coming out this fall from LSU, the intro that you heard there is a trailer for a series that you'll see on LSU baseball social media platforms coming out. That was produced by Austin Grimion, one of our student video maestros over here. And uh, I wanted to share it with you just so you could get a sneak peek of what will be coming on the content front, not just here on Tigers Win, but also from LSU baseball's many social media platforms and uh, LSU sports YouTube channel. So keep an eye out for that. It's going to be exciting. Good behind the scenes look at the program. If you missed Jay Johnson's mic'd up, you can catch that at LSU's uh, Twitter, LSU Baseball's Twitter and uh, Facebook and anywhere else you can find LSU Baseball content on social media. So without further ado, let me throw it to my conversation from this summer on Twitter Spaces with Gavin Dugas, Mikhail Hilliard and Devin Fontenot. All right, great. Appreciate you guys hopping on. Appreciate everyone listening. Uh, big thanks to Devin, Mikhail and Gavin for hopping on. They did media yesterday. So I'm sure they're tired of talking at this point, but I um, figured this would be a good experience for uh, our fans and be able to hop on and ask questions. Um, just listen to these guys, give some some insight on um, on what it's been like to be in their shoes over the last couple of weeks, a time of uncertainty, a time of change, but also, um, as these guys made it very clear yesterday, a time of excitement for them as as um, as they, they turn a new chapter in their stories at LSU. So, guys, I'll start with the questions. I do have some questions I got on Instagram. Um, if you're listening, and you want to ask a question, you can raise your hand uh, at the bottom and I can I can uh, invite you to speak and you can ask these guys a question yourself. So my one request is just be respectful and, um, you know, don't try to don't try to ask any questions um, that 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 uh, that would put these guys in a bad spot. Ask them any any tough questions, this is, uh, a positive conversation today. So just keep that in mind for me. Um, I'll start here, guys. Um, and it's the question you've all been asked over the last uh, couple of days. Um, but the, the story here is that you three are, are the three that have come back as part of the reboot as, as we branded it over here. Um, I'll start with you, Devin, and then we can go to Mikhail and Gavin. Um, and it's a very simple question. It's actually a question um, that somebody asked me on Instagram. Let me pull up and see who asked it. It was Ari Lynch on Instagram asked me, why did you come back for another year? So I'll ask you guys all that same question. Start with Devin. Uh, yeah, well, thanks for the question, Ari. Um, I came back, and I think these guys can attest to that. 
uh, just because of the way that things are shaping out with the new coaches and uh, the things that we think we're going to be able to accomplish in this next year. Uh, we're gonna, I think we're going to turn it around pretty quickly, and, and, and we're ready for it. Mikhail, how about you? I think I can uh, – everybody can agree with Devin. Just... Mikhail, you're breaking up a little bit. I think, I think you might have a connection problem. There you go. Can you, can you hear me now? Yeah, that's better. Can you hear me now? Yeah, that's better. You got us? Okay. Uh, yeah, I was saying that um, I, I can agree with uh, Devin. We, we have, the things that we could do next year are very within reach, and we're going to have a, a, a really, really good team bringing new energy to the field. And um, My main reason for coming back is obviously every, I'm pretty sure everybody's heard it by now, but my father passed, and, and he really wanted me to come back and leave, leave LSU a, a legend, and I feel like I, I haven't uh, accomplished that goal yet. So uh, coming back, I, I have a lot to fight for. Gavin, what about you? Uh, um, yeah, to be honest, it's uh, I'm kind of on board with, with what uh, both guys have said so far. Um, at the end of the day, I, I think that we have something something brewing that, that's going to be a once-in-a-lifetime deal, and I think it would be uh, kind of stupid of me and, and stupid of, uh, of us together if, if we, we decided to kind of miss out on something like that. And at the end of the day, I think we, we, we have something that we can really build off of, and we have a great foundation, and we have some great coaching that can come in and put us in the right direction. Devin, I saw you um, a couple weeks ago over at the admin building, and it was before you guys took off for regionals. I think you were, like, dropping off a textbook or something um, to, to compliance. And, you know, we had a, a brief conversation. And, you know, when I kind of reflect on where the, the team and the program was then um, before regionals, and um, I think it was even before the NCAA tournament field had been announced, you know, and we're, and we're um, you know, things were up in the air and you didn't know what the, the future held. And maybe Paul had already announced his retirement. I don't know, but – it, it just struck me looking back to that conversation, how much things have changed um, in the last month or two. And so I'm curious, again, for all three of you, and we'll just go one at a time. If I'd have asked you the day that Coach Johnson was hired, do you think you'll be back at LSU next year? Do you think your answer would have been yes? Do you think your answer would have been no at that time? Or would you not have been able to answer that question? Um, I think that Coach Johnson had a pretty quick, um, how do you call it, um, impact on me. Um, he reached out to me pretty quickly. He reached out to the team pretty quickly and, uh, I went up, went went out of my way to kind of call him and and talk to him about it, and because I wanted to know like, you know what what's at stake going into the draft and stuff like that. So I think that you know he laid out a good plan for us um, from the very beginning. He he got to work really quickly, and that's one of the things that makes him the guy that we think we need. Mikhail, it sounds like you might have been one that you know you mentioned your your father there a second ago, and again, I'm just heartbroken for you and, and brain. It, it, it sounds like it sounds like that. Um, it sounds like that answer for you may have been that you, you may have been leaning the other direction at that time, you know, thinking that your career at LSU might have been done. Um, am I correct in assuming that? Uh, yes, before before uh, I knew that Coach Jay was getting hired, I was planning on, on uh, testing the waters and seeing, seeing where, where my career would go as far as the draft. Uh, but whenever, just like that, he made a really quick impact on, on us, and I just I think that shows a lot of what type of person he is. He, he's he's likable. Everybody knows who he is. He's 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 done uh, really well at Arizona, and um, coming to LSU, he really got the work really quick, and and he said he sounds like he knows what he's doing. Gavin, I'll let you uh, answer last, and the next time I'm a I'm asking you the, the first question, so you don't have to wait on everybody else. But just um, how how much has changed for you in the last couple of months? Were you, were you were you leaning one way or the other? 
um, before coach was hired? Uh, at the end of the day, I think I was kind of pretty firm on, on what I felt uh, was right for me personally uh, with was coming back. Um, but it, meeting Coach Jay after the fact, um, and like, like the other guy said, he, he did make an immediate impact on on the team uh, the day he was hired. So I, I would have to say I was pretty firm on on what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go. So and and obviously meeting Coach Jay, it, it kind of uh, secured my decision and wanting to come back. Gavin, I'll go back to you, and we can kind of go in reverse order. Mikhail, you can you can go answer next. But when when a coach gets hired, and honestly, we don't have to take it um, one at a time. Um, I'm a, Mikhail dropped off. I'm gonna add him back again. Um, so I'll start with you, Gavin. When, when a coach gets hired, like Coach Johnson, like as fans or um, I guess fans, like the first thing they do is Google him and start doing research. And re- like when you get a new coach, what's the first thing you do? Do you start asking people um, if they know him? Start like Googling. Like how do you get to know a coach before he reaches out to you? Uh, I actually um, called one of my old uh, uh, summer ball teammates. Uh, his name's Kobe Kato. He he plays or he played uh-huh. for Coach Jay um, this year in the last couple of years, and that was kind of like my first instinct, just to kind of see see the type of coach that he is, see see what he's about. Because um, obviously before this, I, I honestly did not know um, much Coach Jay, but I can tell you that in the past couple of weeks, I've, I've learned as much as I possibly can, and and have gone uh, gone to have a great relationship with him so far. So. Mikhail, what about you or Devin? What about you guys? When when that coach when Coach Johnson gets hired, are, are you googling? Are you are you calling people? How, do you, how are you getting information before he reaches uh, out? I usually um, um, watch interviews and and just try to try to feel out what kind of person person they are. Devin, how about you? Yeah, like kind of like Mikhail was saying, watch his. I watched his interviews. And I went back, went and looked at him. You know, some of the things he's accomplished at Arizona. I had a couple people in Baton Rouge, some former players and stuff that would reach out to me. And um, tell me what kind of uh, guy they think we got, and and like like they're saying, uh, he's developed a relationship with us pretty quickly, and um, yeah, I think we got the right guy. Devin at um at, at his press conference, Coach Johnson alluded to an 11 p.m. meeting with a player. Um, he didn't mention the player's name. Um, I, I honestly don't know who the player is, but there were some some theories and some guesses. C- could you would you be comfortable saying if you know who that player was? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm, I guess I'm comfortable saying that was me at this point. <laughs> what? So what happened? What's the story there? It sounds like you, you, y'all were just texting at 11 and he was in the office because, of course, he was in the office at 11 p.m. because he's he's uh, he's a hard worker. Let's put it that way. Yeah. How, how, did, how did that uh, interaction develop? I didn't realize he'd be at the field as many hours as he's been so far. And it's kind of a, an a testament to his character, like we're saying, and, and how hard he's working so uh, already. But I was, I was actually on my way back from visiting some family in Lafayette, and he just randomly called me around like 10 o'clock. And I was like, man, I guess I guess, guess I better go stop at the field real quick on my way home. So that's what I did. And uh, we had a good conversation. That was actually the first time I met him. So uh, right then and there, it started like um, shaping the way I that the uh, next couple of weeks would go with making the decision. I had a similar experience when I was I was on vacation last week, and I, I was in the Eastern time zone. I got to call it like midnight, so it's eleven central. But it was it was Coach Jay, and he was working on something. His his work ethic um, speaks for itself, and the hours he's putting in. Um, Mikhail, Gavin, first impressions when you first met him, first talked to him. What were the, the qualities and characteristics that stood out? Mikhail, you go ahead. Uh, very genuine guy. My first talk, my first time getting to him face to face. I would I would guess it was two days after he he had just moved into the office. He was going around the field and. Um, uh, learning the history of baseball with with Coach Maneri and um, and Coach Skip, and from the looks of it, he he seemed like he's really like that guy that you want to you want to build a long a lifelong relationship with. Um, 
my first time talking to him, we had about an hour, hour and a half conversation. And his first words weren't even anything about baseball. He was genuinely just asking me how I felt and how I was mentally uh, at that point. And, and he knew I was heartbroken. Uh, I was down in the, in the slumps. But at the same time, I have something to fight for. Gavin, first impressions? Uh, I can honestly say that he, he's the definition of a grinder. I, I know that you kind of alluded to that earlier, um, but I personally have seen seen the things that he's done so far since he's been here with the recruiting and the, the time he's put in at the office and just the just the amount of hours that he's there every day. And I, I personally just – it kind of – it drives me to a different level just to know that we have a guy in there that, that's wanting to – wanting to do for us and wanting to perform and get us where we need to be. And that's no, no shot to anybody at all. Um, I love that every person that we had in the coaching staff previous and uh, stand by them in every, every second of the way. But uh, I'm really excited to see this, this new energy that they're, they're going to bring uh, with the new coaching staff. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Again, if anyone's uh, listening, you can, you can raise your hand if you want to ask these guys a question uh, until I see a couple of hands raised, I'll keep asking the questions, but feel free to hop on and, uh, and, and fire away. Um, yesterday, y'all, y'all did media, and um, Coach Jay had a quote about the emotional pull um, when it comes to getting drafted and making that decision between going to the next level or going back to school. And he said that, you know, usually the emotional pull is to the next level. It's, I want to go pro or I want to, you know, get this amount of money or whatever. But he talked about LSU, the emotional pull of wanting to come back. Um, Michaela, I'll start with you because you, you in particular addressed this yesterday, saying that you wanted to come back and be a legend at LSU. So my first question is, is about that emotional uh, pull to, to come back to LSU and, you know, you're a Baton Rouge kid, um, play for the hometown team, but then also, you know, talking about being a legend, what, what does that word mean to you? What would you define a legend as? So two questions for you. Um, my, my definition of a legend is um, being able to affect the community and, and the entire area of Louisiana and have them behind your back um, once you accomplish that goal or, or uh, get to that status of being an LSU legend, have no, knowing that you came to LSU and uh, uh, put your stamp in history and forever be great. And uh, it's just uh, like you said, being being a local, it means so much more when you have so many connections in there and, and have so many people backing you to do good. So so that's my definition of, of a legend. Gavin, I'll, I'll throw it to you now. The emotional pull of coming back. I, I tweeted yesterday after your media session that I think if if you cut Gavin Dugas open, that he would literally bleed purple and gold. Like the energy and the excitement that you gave off yesterday was it was palpable and authentic and real. Um, what was that emotional appeal like to you know as you're in this state of uncertainty and I don't know what the future holds for me. I could end up at this place. I could end up at this place, or I could end up back at LSU. When you finally make that decision, what's that emotional appeal like to come back to LSU? Um, I, I guess I can go and, and say it this way. It's almost like I, I was able to commit again as a freshman, uh, and I said that yesterday, and I guess I'll say it again today. It's just a, just a different type of, of energy, a different type of emotion that kind of just comes over you, and it, it's, I think it's because of the new, the new things that are kind of coming our way. Um, and with Coach Jay, I, I've just been feeding off of the energy he's been bringing um, and it's really been kind of motivating me and, and wanting me to, to be a part of it. And I think that's what's uh, really been behind the whole thing, if, if, I, if I'm being honest. And I'm just really excited to kind of see the direction that we're going to be heading. And I know it's going to be a good one. So, Devin, same question for you, just the emotional um, draw, like when you're trying to decide your future and the, the, the tugging at the heartstrings that LSU can, can make that maybe other places can't. 
Right. Well, like you said, the other places can't. That's right. This is LSU. Uh, everybody wants to be at LSU, and I can speak for everyone whenever I'm talking about that. Um, there's a, there's a tradition, the traditions here that, that we that we get to live out every day. Uh, we're happy about it, and we consider ourselves lucky. Uh, we know there's a lot of people that want to be in our shoes. And so, you know, getting, getting a chance to come back and play LSU for one more year is something that, that we really look forward to. All right, we got a question from Kennard Harris. Um, again, if anyone else wants to ask, ask a question, just raise your hand, and I can I can accept it. I see Kennard's connecting. So, Kennard, whenever you connect, fire away. All right. Um, so, who y'all boys think is going to be uh, most slept on? Who y'all think is most slept on? Who's like – Who's that guy that doesn't get the recognition he deserves, but is just a hard worker and a grinder? Uh, I think I can answer that question. There's a lot of there's a lot of people on the team that I feel like they they've been slept on and and um and uh they did really really good last year, especially some freshmen uh like like um Ty Floyd, Blake Money, pretty much everybody on our staff and uh, on our team are hard workers, but. The people that didn't get really get that recognition is is Ty Floyd. Like uh, a few games he pitched last year, uh, you expect the freshman to come in and and uh, and fluke the game in the in high stake SEC uh, games like versus Ole Miss, but he actually came in and, and did a pretty uh, damn pretty good job. And uh, he's just it's just sometimes in baseball it doesn't go go your way. But uh, but uh, I continued to work hard and, and came back that next out and, and and did pretty well. And uh, to kind of add on to that, um, for me personally, from a, I guess a position player standpoint, I think that uh, that Drew Bianco may be, be be a little overlooked at times. Um, I know that that he uh, had his struggles in the earlier in his career and all that stuff, but but he's a hell of a ball player and. He's some he's some type of person that, that can bring a spark to the team in any moment, and he can impact the game in so many ways. And I just hope that he'll he'll get as great opportunities as uh, as he did at the end of the year uh, for this year. And I think if he does, he'll he'll do great things for us. Can, can we talk to Drew about his hat selection when he's doing interviews? Can somebody take that upon themselves? <laughs> I'll, I'll slide a message his way, let him know. Okay, I, I I try to let him know on on Twitter, but I figure the more reinforcement, the better. Devin, you got any candidates? Uh, just reiterating what Mikhail said, there's a lot of guys on the pitching staff because I can really speak for the pitching staff uh, more than I can the position players. But there's a lot of freshmen, a lot of young guys that, you know, didn't get some of the opportunities that maybe, you know, myself or other guys thought they should have gotten last year. But, you know, they're they're working hard, and there's going to be a lot of guys that, uh, that are going to stand out this year, and you'll notice them. Again, if anyone wants to ask questions, raise your hand. I'll, uh, I'll get to you. Kennard, thank you for the question. Uh, had another question on Instagram from DSports24. said, what one series or one team are you most looking forward to playing in 2022? Tennessee. Mississippi State. All of them, honestly. <laughs> I'm, ready, I'm ready for everybody. I feel like I feel like we have a lot, a lot to prove next year. Um because of what's going on in the situation, we're giving, we're giving God-given uh, opportunities to to be as successful as possible. And I feel like once that opportunity comes, we'll be ready. Good stuff. All right, back to Instagram. This one's from Ashley Murky, who, who you all know. She had two. Best post-game meal and favorite pre-game snack. Go ahead, Gavin. Um. That's kind of hard to say. We we had some pretty great uh, post game meals, but um, I guess I'd have to say we we get some pretty good steaks uh, after a couple of games. Those those are kind of hard to beat. And uh, pre game snack probably consisted of a, a monster here or there, and uh, maybe an apple or something crazy. <laughs> <That sounds good. laughs>
Definitely the monsters. Yeah, pregames for the monsters and uh, postgame, I'll go with the the uh, the walk-ons, Buffalo Chicken Wrap. All right, I'm gonna take a, a little bit of different approach to this. <laughs> I normally show up to the field with uh, like Chick Fil A, uh, spicy sandwich, and uh, Powerade, and post a game. Anything from Walton's, pretty much. I love walk-ons. <laughs> Since we're uh, we're shouting out businesses, I'm curious what you guys think of all this NIL stuff. I know it's it's um it's early days and it's kind of the wild wild west, and we're 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 obviously doing a lot of work on it here in the athletic department. But um, just curious what y'all's experience has been like with NIL and I mean you can speak to it on whatever level you want to but it's kind of a whole new ball game and uncharted waters and y'all are kind of at the forefront of it so I'm just curious what y'all's experience has been as student athletes go ahead Mikhail uh NIL this stuff with the NIL I don't think we really understand the magnitude of how big of a game changer this is for student apps we've been waiting for this for for so long and not to knock anybody, NCAA, SEC, any conferences or anything like that. But um, this is going to be a huge impact to, to the sporting world and, and uh, allowing kids to put more effort into uh, making money back and, and being able to uh, – because you know how, how it is for, for D1 sports um, with, with kids that don't have both parents or uh, are, are struggling to make ends meet. This is going to be, this is gonna be huge for them. I think Mikhail about covered it. Yeah, you can't really say much more than that. Got another request from Kennard Harris. Kennard, I'm um, go back to you. Let you ask another question. Let you connect here, and then you can fire away. Yep, we got you, Kennard. All right. Uh, OB y'all's dream sponsorship. Like, if y'all could have anybody, like, sponsor y'all, like, you know, like, Heinz, Ketchup, like, Patrick Mahomes, like, what would be y'all's? Like dream sponsorship. Go ahead, Dev. Oh, that's hard to say, man. There's a lot of companies out there that I would love to represent uh, and show my gratitude to them for what they do. But um, I'd say Marucci Sports. You got it, Mikhail. I'm not, not going to uh, – choose anybody in particular but because there are a lot of great brands i'd love to to represent but um mainly i mean lsu we are sponsored by nike and and mercy but those are pretty much top of the line in my opinion and and uh that's the ones i've looked to look forward to working with and obviously like touching on what both of the guys said i think it would be be great to represent most everybody uh, around here, um, but uh, for me personally, it'd be it'd be pretty cool to represent like Lululemon or something like that, because uh, I'm such a big fan of them anyway. So you never know. Ashley, Ashley liked that answer. She appreciated that one. I see. Uh, we'll go for a few more minutes here. I don't, I don't want to keep too much of your time, and I appreciate you guys doing this. I see uh, Tyler Greer uh, wants to ask a question, so I'm gonna let Tyler Greer hop on and and uh, and fire away. Uh, this one's for pretty much all three of you guys, but what was one of your favorite sports moments at LSU last year? Yeah, I guess I, can, yeah, I, guess, I, guess I can say uh, with COVID, you know, it was a little – it put a damper on things and things weren't exactly how uh, everybody wanted them to be, and especially at LSU with the, the fans being involved and everything. But, you know, we had a lot of good moments. Uh, uh, particularly in baseball season. I didn't really uh, get to go to many football games or tailgate as much like that, but 
I guess one of the my favorite moments of the season was uh, probably winning the Eugene Regional in uh, I mean in Eugene, Oregon. If I had to say uh, a sporting moment last year uh, in regards to baseball, it'll probably be uh, Arkansas. My first start against Arkansas last year. Uh, I hadn't been doing too well during throughout the season and it was a slow start, but I made my I, I made my name last year coming back. And you remember sporting moments. You, you remember moments like this for the longest because you know how how hard you struggled up until that point until you succeed and finally get over that, that kind of barrier or that, that lump. And I think uh, to kind of finish it off uh, for me um, was when we played at Ole Miss this year. Um, this was pretty pretty cool to kind of watch, I guess you could say, as a, as a player. Um, but we, we had just taken a lead um, against them. I think it was at the bottom of the eighth or the top of the eighth or something like that. And it was a close game and we kind of – push it out of uh push it out of the making and we we watched the the entire stadium clear out before the game was even even over and uh that, that was pretty uh pretty cool to see because uh we kind of just went into a hostile territory and we kind of took care of what we needed to take care of the team and it was probably one of the first times that we were ever kind of coming together and, and kind of figuring it out from a from a team that was kind of struggling in the sec so man I, gavin i thought you were going to go with the inside the park home run at, uh, at Eugene. I know it wasn't technically ruled an inside-the-park home run, but I think that would be my one of my votes. <laughs> I like it. Uh, all right. It's, it's about 1230. I see, I see two more questions here. Um, I don't think we're going to have time to get to them. I apologize. I told these guys we'd be done by 1230. So we'll, we'll wrap it up. Guys, thank you all for doing this today. Everyone that's listening, thank you for, um, for hopping on. If you only missed a part, I'm going to try to get the full audio up. Uh, Devin, Mikhail, Gavin, super excited you guys are coming back next year. Um, really happy you all joined us today, and uh, hopefully we can do this again soon. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Looking forward to uh, representing LSU well this next year. Thank, thank you for having us. Appreciate it. All right, y'all. Thank you. Go Tigers.